1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen Gerrard warns potential Alfredo Morelos suitors to move quick for the striker or not move at all. Competitive action returns this week with four Scottish sides in European action starting tomorrow and Kilmarnock and Motherwell make their moves in the transfer market today. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Hugh Keevans. Well, I can well understand Stephen Gerrard's standpoint. He has a league to win in the coming season. He has ten in a row to stop in the coming season or perhaps the one after, and nothing gets in the way of that. Nothing that he can influence, that is. If teams beat him on the park, well, they they won because of the better side on the day. However, he can influence the matter of when or if Alfredo Morelos goes, Andrew. So I think if you get to the middle of July and no one has made a bid, I think that's when Steven Gerrard says, right, that's it. No bids will be accepted from now on because I've got to get someone in before the season starts which is on August 4 for Rangers at Kilmarnock Lots of talking points tonight I know Twitter's already been busy today so keep it up there at Clyde SSB or you can give us a call 0141 951 on the phone lines We'll start with Rangers Stephen Gerrard was speaking yesterday Hugh it was after their friendly match against Oxford at Ibrox a comfortable 5-0 win for them a good chance for the summer signings to get around it. all seven of them actually yeah. Uh, featured but the goals came from Daniel Kandias Greg Stewart Lewis Mayo Shea Ojo and Jermaine Defoe quite a quick turnaround they've got before the game tomorrow night that was obviously scheduled before they knew that the game was getting switched to to Tuesday but Stephen Gerrard will be happy just to get the players out running yeah particularly with the goal from Ojo because you like a new player into the club to hit the ground running like that Uh, there's nothing that Celtic or Rangers can do about the, the fixture congestion prior to the start of our own domestic season That's just the way it is There's absolutely no point in complaining about any of it That the structure of the competition is such That Celtic and Rangers have to go through all of this stuff Before the domestic season starts It's just the price you really need to pay isn't it When you, you want yeah. to get European football And you want to get into the group stages You just need to accept the fact that There is going to be eight early season games If you can progress that far Yeah I mean Celtic for example Played nine games to win the European Cup 1967 Now they've got to play 8 To get into the competition uh, Stephen Gerrard I'm sure Will treat these games respectfully Beginning in Gibraltar Because we've all seen the Pitfalls, the banana skins Celtic uh, found one in Gibraltar Under Gordon Strachan So he will treat them respectfully uh, And I'm quite sure that Both Celtic and Rangers Will go through this round Without great difficulty well, one man that didn't feature in that friendly yesterday was Alfredo Morelos. He had a slight groin niggle, is what Stephen Gerrard said after the game. Uh, he is in the squad, however, to face St. Joseph's tomorrow. He's travelled with the squad to Gibraltar today. And Stephen Gerrard was uh, speaking about the striker after the game and he's warned off potential suitors of Alfredo Morelos. He said they need to move quickly for the striker or not move at all. He says it would take big money to prize the striker away from the club, but that he 100% won't be sold late in the window. Nothing's changed, in my view, for the player or blah, blah, blah. But I can't control the speculation. And as a club, we haven't got a decision to make because a bid hasn't come of any sort. Does anyone want Alfredo Morelos? I don't know. I can't answer that question. Uh, but if they do, they best bring a really, really, very really big offer. It won't happen late. 
million percent it won't happen late, that's for sure. So if someone wants to spend a lot of money on a centre forward and they want to take my centre forward, they'd have to come early. They'd have to because it won't happen late. That's for sure. If he did end up going, it'd be impossible to replace with days or, or weeks to go in a window. We don't want him to go. We don't want to sell him. But you know and I know that every player has a price. I'm not going to sit here and say to you he's not going out the door because if a bid lands that the board like and they want to accept, then it's a completely different conversation. But that hasn't happened. There hasn't been one single bid. I, I've got trust in, in, in the board and, and the chairman. The chairman's on the same page as me. We, we don't have to sell. We don't want to sell. But understands that if you know a crazy bid lands on the table, you have to obviously treat it seriously. But at the moment, there, there hasn't been one phone call for Alfredo so far. Now, if teams are planning on waiting till days or the last week of the window, they're wasting the time. Well, Stephen Gerrard can't be any more honest than that. There have been no bids. He is unaware of any in the pipeline and no one has come forward. Uh, however, if that situation should change, it'll have to change, I think, Andrew, within the next two weeks maximum because he, the manager, cannot be left with Morelos out of the club and no new striker to replace him. This is a man who got over 30 goals last season. Therefore, Steven Gerrard cannot allow anything to jeopardise winning the title Next season And that includes Silly money arriving At a late stage For Alfredo Morelos Because if he doesn't have time To spend the silly money Then it's a waste of time I mean he seems Confident that it won't happen Late in the window I think he said A million percent It won't happen But It's all very well and good Saying that But then he says Every player Has their price And He talks about the trust In the board But what does happen if a bid comes in in the final week of the transfer window and it is money that cannot be refused? Well, I think Dave King uh, appreciates how the Rangers supporters feel about stopping Celtic getting 10 in a row. I always say we live in an uncomplicated part of the world. If Dave King sanctioned the transfer of Alfredo Morelos and Steven Gerrard was unable to get a new striker in for the start of the season and that in turn, provided complications for Rangers where the league title was concerned, Dave King would never be forgiven and the fans would side with the manager against the chairman. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Robert is a Rangers fan in Newlands. Robert, what's your point tonight? Well, obviously it's not happened yet, the Morelos transfer. Uh, despite all the media talk and despite Gerard saying today that there has been no bids, I think if we have to sell him, if, if the bid does come through, we need to sell him quite quickly because personally I think we could utilise the money in, de- in other positions, uh, particularly the left-back position I think we're very weak at. Um, obviously, with the Kent deal not going through yet as well, if we could maybe try and get another extended loan on that, that would be perfect. But I live in a realistic world. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But with regard to Morelos, if he wants to go down south, he kind of needs to go down south or if he wants to go elsewhere, he needs to kind of make his decision as well. The clubs that are looking to bid for them, if they are going to bid for them, they need to make their mind up soon. The the window's closing, so they need to. we need time as well to use the money if we do get it in the, in the summer transfer window rather than January because we need to bring in the, um, the cavalry now kind of thing. I just think if we need to sell them if the bids do come through, we need to take the best offer we've got straight away and Use the money straight away Well the thing is There is no offer Best or otherwise No offer at all uh, And Stephen Gerrard Has been quite frank about that He knows of no offer 
And there has been no inkling of interest uh, So until such time as that happens Then we can't take this argument on to the next level But what we do know Is that if Steven Gerrard can influence matters Which affect the outcome of the title Then he will do so And that means imposing a deadline On which Alfredo Morelos is either sold Or is told You're not going anywhere in this window Robert Yeah well obviously There's not been concrete um, Interest in a sense of a bid being made Or um, as you say like Obviously it's, it's just paper talk Or media talk But there must be interest in a player like Morelos I know he's quite volatile right If you take away that He scores quite a few goals last season And you have to remember he was absent for most of the season Because of all his suspension So he is a valuable player in my personal opinion, I want to get rid of him because, he, as I say, he's too volatile. Every big game we've had, he's either been suspended or he hasn't turned up. You know, well, if he if he doesn't turn up, that's uh, you know that's Alfredo Morelos's fault. That's nothing to do with anybody else. If he didn't play well in a big game, uh, then that's his tough luck. Uh, but you you say it's all speculation, and then you say there must be clubs out there. So you're speculating yourself. I understand what you mean, but what the, the, there has been interest, like, even since January, there was interest in Morelos. And then, as the season went on and concluded, uh, the, 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 amber started to die, the amber started to die off. But there must be an interest, because all you hear is, oh, Morelos is linked to this, Morelos is linked to that. And, oh, he, he's, he's apparently packing his bags this week, and apparently he's, he's wanting to stay in Glasgow and claims loyalty. He said to himself that he wants to play down south. He said it in an interview quite bluntly Yeah, I I, I, I don't dispute that But until such time as somebody pops their head above the parapet We always have this argument here in Glasgow about how much is he worth And then it's always uh, mentioned in relation to Moussa Dembele And his departure from Celtic The difference is there was a concrete bid for Moussa Dembele It was accepted He went There is no bid for Alfredo Morelos so far, he stays. Robert, you said you you wouldn't mind if Alfredo Morelos left. How did the club go about replacing a 30-goal striker like that? Well, the thing is, um, one thing that my team has struggled to do for many years is kind of use what they've already got. In a sense that we've got some great youth players that are coming through. Um, we've signed well in the Sam to our window, I think, so far. I think the players that we have brought in are good. I personally think we need to look within our own league I think a lot of the time when we go elsewhere to other leagues, it takes a while for the players to get used to the stature of Rangers and the physicality of the league. I would personally look for a player that has scored a few goals against big clubs in Scotland who potentially can do well and has the longevity and the stamina to continue throughout our potential very long season. Now, it's going to be a tough one to replace, and obviously we've got an ageing striker in Defoe who's only here for another year. So I think we need to buy quick if we go. But I, I would personally look for a player in the Scottish League um, or even someone in the Championship. There was talks yesterday that Leeds boy, uh, Rufi, I think his name is. Yeah, well, Morelos definitely has to go before he comes in because uh, the, the kind of money being spoken about in connection with him is around the £5 million mark. Rangers won't bring in a five million pound player without getting rid of Morelos, but they, you know they have looked within. Jordan Jones is there, Greg Stewart's there. 
the Glen Camara last season. Uh, so they do look within. Uh, Jake Hasty is there. Plenty of players brought from within the Premiership. Uh, but, as Andrew said, to replace a 30-goal man, well, you could always buy Odson Edward, I suppose. I'll take Edward over Morelos. He's, he's a, at least he stays in the park for 90 minutes, <laughs> but even still. Uh, but what I mean is that I think Morelos is going to be a tough one. But at the end of the day, we've got some talent in our own league that could replace him. Probably not score as many goals, but even still score the important goals uh, that we were lacking last season, which um, obviously cost us like a, a League Cup final and our, our dismal affair well, in the Scottish Cup. I'll put, so, it to you, I'll put it to you this way, Robert. Celtic could get nine in a row this coming season. Rangers supporters would be terrified by that prospect because we know what that would mean the following season. So this is not about looking within to replace the 30-goal man. This is about getting someone of a very high calibre for as much money as you can possibly afford uh, who will be ready-made for goals. This is not time to take a gamble on players from other Scottish clubs because for Rangers, time is running out and gambling is not really advisable. Robert, is there an argument that the player that you were talking about saying looking at the Scottish leagues and Rangers need to look at someone that has scored goals against Scottish side and it's potentially Greg Stewart, that player. I mean, at Kilmarnock, he played through the middle, he scored goals, he had a good six months. Steven Gerrard looks as if he wants to play him as a a central striker. He scored yesterday against Oxford. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he looked good yesterday. I mean, I didn't manage to catch yesterday. I decided to play golf instead, but watch the highlights, he looked quite capable. But then again, it's a pre-season friendly. Although he looks active, he looks fit. Um, he needs to get a, a few challenge, uh, a challenge under I'd like to see him in a competitive match. I hope he plays tomorrow night. Um, so if he's playing tomorrow night, I'll have a good look at him because I've took it the early so I can go and watch it. But um, I'm not too sure. I mean, I, I was excited about Jordan Jones as well when he got signed because I thought that's a cracking free transfer. But um, with Greg Stewart, we've not seen a lot of him because he was obviously down south for a bit and then um, when he was playing at Kamarak, he looked very capable. Um, I just want to see him... I just want a player that wants to play for the jersey and has um, a good run doing it. So I'm excited to see what he does. As I say, I couldn't really judge of the five minutes I've seen of him yesterday in the highlights, but um, I'll certainly have a good analysis, analysis tomorrow and make my opinion then, but... I'm looking forward to the league and I've, I've actually been itching for it to start so um, I think we've got a good chance to maybe win a trophy I don't, um, I don't think we'll win the league but if we can get players like Greg Stewart and Jones that want to play for the club then I'm more than happy Well thank you to Robert in Newlands 01419511025 if you want to get involved obviously heard Stephen Gerrard's comments about Alfredo Morelos he said there's been no bids but it's still very early in the window for a lot of English teams Hugh a lot of English teams teams down south teams across Europe that don't have qualifiers to compete with they're only really coming back into into training this week so it might be you know Rangers have made seven signings they've made their moves but it's a lot later in the transfer window for Rangers at the moment than it is for other clubs so there may still be interest from elsewhere yeah sure but Steven Gerrard has one priority if Morelos is to be sold he needs to have sufficient time to go and get someone and with all due respect, Celtic can't get odds. Uh, Rangers can't get odds in Edward. Uh, 
Therefore, they have to look beyond this country to replace Morelos should he go. And that could be time-consuming, it could be problematic, and Stephen Gerrard doesn't want any problems prior to the 4th of August, Rugby Park, Kilmarnock against Rangers, where Rangers must hit the ground running in the title race with Celtic. So I think if Morelos is not sold within the next two weeks, Stephen Gerrard will say the matter is closed for now. Well, despite making seven summer signings already, Stephen Gerrard says there will still be more new faces in the door at Ibrox. He expects there to be players going in the other direction as well. And he insists Ross McCrory has a big future at the club, despite going on loan to Portsmouth. Hopefully a couple. Hopefully a couple. But we'll have to wait and see. The teams have only just really started back, a lot of them, especially the ones who are not involved in European qualifiers. So um, we'll see how the next couple of weeks progress. But yeah, there will be a few more additions difficult to say whether it'll be one, two or three we'll have to wait and see. A couple of lads have changed in the coming days, there's been a situation at Blackpool that's changed for young Ryan Hardy, so we're not really sure what'll happen there. Same with Glenn Middleton who was all set to go to Doncaster and the manager changed there, so uh, we'll find a solution for both of them lads. Obviously Ross McCrory signed to Portsmouth, which I think's a really good opportunity for Ross uh, for the development loan. We want him to go and get 40, 50 games and be the mainstay and a starter in a team where he can develop and come back here and be a better player. There's nothing in that deal for him to sign for Portsmouth long term he's our player and he will be for many years so it's important to, to clear that one up as well the important thing is that he comes back a, a better player and I think going to Portsmouth with the crowd demand there and Kenny Jacker they've obviously had a conversation and a promise Ross that he will start games that'll satisfy him and we look forward to seeing him in either 6 months or 12 months a, a better player I mean there was a few unhappy Rangers fans when there was reports last week that said that it was an option to buy. Stephen Gerrard saying not an option to buy in the loan deal. It's our understanding that it's a first refusal. So if Rangers want to sell Ross McCrory next summer, then Portsmouth would have first refusal on that. But clearly Stephen Gerrard thinks that the player has a big future at the club. Yeah, I mean, the manager has said that he thinks he has a future for years to come. Therefore, this is about the next phase of McCrory's development. He'll go there for a season, he'll come back, and he will be automatically a part of uh, Stephen Gerrard's first-team squad. I don't think there's any dubiety about that. 01419511025 if you want to come on the phone lines. We'll have more of your calls after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to thompsons.com. Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And we'll look at Stephen Gerrard's comments from after their uh, friendly win against Oxford yesterday. And they, of course, go into their Europa League tie tomorrow with St Joseph Celtic are playing later on in the day. One thing that always sort of throws up interesting points are when these European squads are released and we see who's in, who's out. So there was some unsurprising omissions from the the Rangers squad, Graeme Dorans, Jason Holt, Joe Dodu, Eros Gresda, Kyle Lafferty, they are players, Hugh, that look as if their time at Ibrox is up. Yeah. Um, the manager, Stephen Gerrard, is uh, very emphatic on these matters and uh, he has decided uh, that they are past their sell-by date. Uh, so those who go know that they have a future. Uh, whoever goes, you could take you and me to play St. Joseph's in Gibraltar <laughs> And we'd be part of a winning team. This is the stage of the competition where Rangers will have no problem. I would say Celtic have a slightly harder game in Sarajevo, simply because it's a harder 
competition in that particular country. Uh, but Celtic should not have any difficulty either. Jamie Murphy, he's making his return from injury. He's not in the squad to you. Uh, he's featuring for Rangers today in a friendly against Ayr to get some game time. John Flanagan, not in the squad. He's out for three weeks. He just had an operation on a hernia. Jordan Rossiter is another one. He's gone on loan to Fleetwood today. So none of those involved. The one interesting one, though, was Daniel Kandias. He wasn't on the list at all. He featured yesterday in the friendly against Oxford. He scored. Um, we tweeted that out earlier on, saying that he, he wasn't in the squad. Loads of replies. Loads of replies from Rangers fans saying... He's suspended. He's suspended. Yeah. What are you talking about? He's suspended. He's no. not actually suspended no. for no. this one. We've had confirmation from UEFA. He did get sent off in Rangers' second last uh, Europa League group game last season against Villarreal. That was a second yellow card he got. He served a one-match suspension on the final match day of the Europa League group stage, which was against Rapid Vienna. He's now free to play in UEFA competitions. We've had that confirmation, but he's not in the squad. But I think when it comes to this early in the competition I don't think you can look too much no, into it No, I mean he was part of the, the game yesterday against Oxford so he's in the plans you don't need to hold the front page because Daniel Candias isn't going to Gibraltar you know to play against St Joseph's uh, it's a decision that Stephen Gerrard has taken for now it doesn't mean that Daniel Candias' future is in doubt uh, you know he'll be back later and the thing is, Steven Gerrard knows what Daniel Kandias can do. He yes. knows Daniel Kandias inside out as a player. Players he maybe doesn't know as well. Shea yeah. Ojo, Jake Hasty, yeah. Jordan Jones. Players that can play in those wide positions. Is it maybe a fact that he just wants to take those players over, have a look at them for the first round of qualifiers? Yeah, of course. You know, the, there are no great mysteries at this time of the year. Uh, the only mysteries we have concern transfers, who's interested in which player and so on. But too much is read into Everything that takes place at this stage of the season As I say You don't need to hold any front pages Because Daniel Candace is not going to Gibraltar It's neither here nor there In terms of the tie overall Scott Arfield is another one that hasn't travelled to Gibraltar He is in the squad however So he could well feature in the home leg Against St Joseph's next Thursday uh, Celtic of course playing Sarajevo tomorrow as well Some news coming out of Celtic today Is that Jim Craig has been made a club ambassador A man that has given so much to Celtic yeah. over the years wonderful guy Jim Craig a gentleman to his fingertips uh, the suave sophisticated face of the lions Jim uh, and you know a, a very good fullback underrated fullback in terms of club and country probably uh, and Celtic through and through and um, as I say a thoroughly decent man and I'm actually surprised that to find out that he wasn't an ambassador prior to today. So uh, congratulations, James, and uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Bill McNeil, of course, served as an ambassador for, for Celtic. The likes of David Hay, Tom Boyd, Roy Aitken, men who have done great things in a Celtic shirt, yeah. are all current ambassadors. It just shows what sort of companies he's in. Yeah, um, you know, Jim Craig is part of history forever because he was one of 11 men who became the first British team to win the European Cup He is enshrined in the club's history He is enshrined in football's history And this is just a, a, a nice form of recognition for him At this stage in his life I mean it's it, When you look at 
what these players do it's, it's something for the fans as well you know the fans like to see players that have given so much to the club they like to see these players being honoured and, and these yeah. figures being you know put up on a pedestal yeah um, the, the, as I say Jim is on the pedestal with 10 others anyway and will be for all time uh, but this is just a formal recognition of his status within the club and within the hearts and minds of the supporters uh, well there's also been news coming out of Celtic today or, or reports uh, linking Celtic with, with moves for a couple of players two championship players one is Romain Sawyers from Brentford Brentford's captain actually St Kitts and Nevis international he's an attacking midfielder is that an area that you feel Celtic could well strengthen in this window, Hugh? When you look at David Turnbull, who yeah. it was the move that, that didn't quite happen, there's uncertainty around the future of, of Tom Rogic. We don't know what's happening there. Is that a position you would expect Neil Lennon to bring someone in at? Well, remember that uh, David Turnbull was Celtic's first transfer target of the summertime. Therefore, it's an area that Neil Lennon has targeted. It's an area that Celtic were willing to spend good money on. Over £3 million for a 19-year-old with 30 professional appearances. So Celtic were prepared to go in and spend decent money. They'll probably have to spend more than that in order to get Romain Sawyers. But uh, again, what I said about Rangers needing to stop Celtic, Celtic need to make sure they are not stopped. Otherwise, their supporters will turn on uh, whoever they think is responsible. Alec is a Celtic fan in Parkhead. Alec, what's your point tonight? Hi, lads. How you doing, Stuart? I'm good. Uh, looking forward to the Baba football getting started back in Mora. Uh, I know it's uh, the first round of the Champions League, but it's uh, one tie of many, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, we've then got a wee friendly on Saturday against friends and then back at Parkhead. And Wednesday, so slowly but surely we're getting we're edging towards the beginning of the league, and I think that's what we're all looking for. Uh, I'm I'm liking the way that Neil's just going about his business. I think middle to front, we take care of ourselves. Uh, league uh, League Griffiths coming back, hopefully the guys in, in, in a really great place. That's just like that's like a seven million pound signing. You know that the guy will get you goals. You know what I mean? So Neil. Neil Try to get the defence sorted. He was left with a massive task. I feel. I think it was very unfair that Neil was left because the full defence had more or less been ripped apart. And my my personal issues on on uh, Kieran Tierney. I feel as if the board only try to push him out. I feel as if Kiernan's no one to edge himself out. So if he goes, he'll go with my blessing. But if he, I'll not be surprised if he's still at Celtic Park. Come the end of the windy well, shot. Well, it's a very simple thing. It's like Morelos. If the money's right, talks will progress. If the money's not right, thank you very much, but no thanks. So Celtic appear to have settled upon a figure of approaching twenty-five million pounds for Kieran Tierney. Arsenal are ten million pounds beneath that valuation at the moment. It's up to Arsenal. Napoli say they're interested in the player. It's up to them to come forward. Then they know. The asking price So That's Tierney He can't do anything at all about that He has to wait until someone comes up with the money Otherwise He'll be at Celtic And Kieran Tierney will have absolutely no problem with that at all But Neil Lennon has The same type of problems that all managers have At this particular juncture Bio uh, He must hope that he can trust him Because he does seem to have a recurring problem With hamstring injuries at the back, 
Celtic I think require Certainly another full back Another central defender You're right Middle to front They seem to be okay uh, But there are areas of the side That still need cover And uh, Neil Lennon doesn't need me To tell him that But uh, with regard to Tierney Of course that's the most emotive issue For the Celtic supporters But until such times As somebody comes up with the money That Celtic want for Kieran Tierney Then the subject is not for discussion Alec, do you think that a, a key point for Neil Lennon is hoping You talked about Lee Griffiths coming back in He could be like a new signing There's also Marion Schved Who's not had any game time in a Celtic top There's also Bayo Who Hugh touched on Who's not had time in a Celtic top Is it a hope for Celtic fans That they'll come in And they'll be like new multi-million pound signings? Well, I've seen a couple of You know, a couple of clips said Marion Schved uh, When he was out in loan So the boys got the ability. Uh, I think they've got Daniel Arzani. Is he still kicking about Celtic? Yeah, yeah, yeah Daniel. Yeah. He's right. uh, back fit. He's he, he won't be ready for the the first round of qualifiers, but he was hoping to be involved in the in the later rounds. Now, now that's another lad. You know, when it was very unfortunate. You know, the, the injury he got, but you could see. You know, I think he's the nearest we've had for Patrick Roberts. And I'm not trying to put any pressure on the boy, but the, you can you can usually tell. You know. The first maybe half an hour when you see touches away, so I was really pleased with what I seen. Celtic have got a, a lot up top. Now it all depends whether Neil maybe feels that he wants to bring maybe one of his own in because most of the players up up top on the his. But again, I think that you know the, the job that he's doing in the defence and obviously the, the fact that the board's backing him. It's very pleasing The first thing um, that has to be done uh, You know Look at the back uh, There's a, no replacement From Mikael Lustig yet uh, Bolly Bolingoli Will uh, play the other side Of the park uh, Until Kieran Tierney's fit again Because we can talk about Who might buy him Or who might not Be able to buy him But he's not fit to play anyway So uh, Bolly Bolingoli Will have to play uh, Left back But the right back Is required Boyata and Benkovic Are both gone I know that Christopher Julian has come in and for exceptional money by Scottish standards, but I still think there's another central defender perhaps needed as well, Alec. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's but you know, is a lot of people are like you know when Celtic or they're Celtic coming. So I think Neil's trying to get value for money. Uh, like I say, you know, he's he's a, Brendan Rodgers done a magnificent job. You know. Treble, it was part of the treble, treble, the whole lot. But I think that you know to come in and to take, you need a you need a right back, your two centre halves away, so you need to try and fill that. There's a there's a the, the speculation regarding Tierney. So you know if Neil, if we get to the end of this Wednesday and Neil's brought in the players that he's done, I think that he'll have done a magnificent job. Well, you know that's true. But we have to see who Celtic do manage to get in And there's a lot of work for Neil Lennon to do yet And he knows that Well thank you to Alec in Parkhead 01419511025 If you want to come on the phone lines We talked about Romain Sawyers Who was the first player that Celtic had been linked with The other player is Tommy Smith Who is a right back from Huddersfield Right back we know is an area that Neil Lennon said he needs to strengthen Celtic fans certainly eager to strengthen Mikael Lustig has, has now left the club Jeremy Tolian never quite worked out He's away back to Borussia Dortmund So Tommy Smith, it seems as if that would be 
certainly a position that, that Neil Lennon is looking for. Well, now you come to the the big problem, money. Uh, because you watch Jack Stacey going from Luton to Bournemouth today, £4 million. Now, Luton, the bottom tier of English football, £4 million. So that's the kind of money that's going around uh, and the kind of money that Celtic need to match. Celtic were in for Jack Stacey as well, but not to the extent of paying £4 million for him. So whoever is mentioned in association with Celtic, that's all very well, and I'm quite sure it's all true. However, how much do they cost? And are Celtic willing to go that far? 01419511025 to come on the phones. Thomas is a Celtic fan in Kilsyth. Thomas? Hi Andy Hi there What's your point tonight? How you doing mate? Hi How you doing? I'm fine Thomas I've got a couple of points My first point Regarding the Celtic board uh, um, get, Giving the money to the Lennon And I hope it continues Because we, we certainly need a, a lot of, I think we need another Couple of things I mean the boy Julian at the back I think would be a, a great sign But I also think Also we need somebody Beside them um, It just goes to show that We're willing to Fork out six, seven in excess of that for, for players when when before we we couldn't afford we know that we couldn't afford it but we just we just didn't go for them I think it's an early indication of how much the Celtic board are aware of what Neil Lennon requires when you spend £10 million uh, on Christopher Julian uh, Bolly Bolingoli and also uh, young Luca Connell who's come in uh, they're willing to pay money Everyone will assume That's because they know They're going to get the money Back again for Kieran Tierney However until such time As that happens uh, They're shelling out money They're going after other players And I go back to The simple uncomplicated World that we live in Celtic know how much Ten in a row means To their supporters And the Rangers supporters Know how much it means to them To stop Celtic winning Ten in a row Therefore both clubs are now in a position where they cannot let their fan base down. And that means if you have to sometimes go in over the top and spend more than you actually wanted to, you might just have to do it. You had another point, Thomas? I pointing the John McGinn thing again, Andrew. I think, I think it was a mistake. I mean, I've really, I think everybody found it was a mistake not buying John McGinn. I, I don't know what the Celtic board was... was Think about it at the time, but obviously John McGinn's away, uh, away now. But I just think it was a, a big, big mistake. Yeah, quite simply, Celtic made a howling mess of it. Uh, there they had John McGinn, season ticket holder as a child, uh, committed Celtic supporter, and uh, people thought that ah, he'll just sign for us anyway because you know his granddad was a chairman here, and you know he's Celtic through and through. But Celtic didn't do their transfer work properly And John McGinn slipped through their fingers And now that ship has sailed John McGinn is now far too expensive ever to come back to Celtic So it was a mistake An out and out, 18 carat, 100% mistake Well thank you to Thomas Inkelsaito 01419511025 if you want to get involved We'll be taking a closer look at tomorrow's games After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. 
Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And I think it's about time we took a closer look at the European fixtures because yeah. all of a sudden the competitive action starts tomorrow, Hugh. Yeah, I think that's, you know, you have all the speculation about transfers in and out. But as of tomorrow, you have points of reference. You have, how did he look? For Celtic in Sarajevo How did he look for Rangers in Gibraltar And you can start to form a picture then uh, At the moment It's all speculative But players are going to come to the forefront now Who weren't at Celtic or Rangers last season And everyone can get a look at them So yes, thank heavens for tomorrow Well, Rangers start first of all Their fixture was meant to be on Thursday Like the rest of the Europa League ones It was moved because of um, well, Gibraltar have the, the small island games That are being held there So I was going to say All their facilities are being used up They only really have The one stadium really yes. That's suitable for a fixture like this um, Celtic of course played Lincoln Red Imps There But it's a, a 4.55 kickoff tomorrow And uh, I know obviously There'll be a few Rangers fans Going out there to, to support their team But I think these European qualifiers Always give Supporters, whether it's Rangers fans, Celtic fans this season, Kilmarnock and Aberdeen fans, a chance to to go places that they never would otherwise. Well, you know, I'm sure they'd enjoy Gibraltar. However, the most important thing is that there's no progress, neither con in the background there. But that was Pedro Cachinha's disaster. That was the lowest point, arguably, in Rangers' existence. Uh, but Steven Gerrard is a different man altogether. It's a different squad now. And uh, I'd be astonished if Rangers did not go to Gibraltar tomorrow and win with something to spare. 01419511025 if you want to come on the phones. Andy is in Stirling. Andy, are you looking forward to the competitive action getting back underway tomorrow? Can he wait? Can he wait? It's been, a, it's been a long old break, although it's not been that long, but it feels as if it's, it's a long time. Uh, I wonder if I could make a couple of points, if that's OK. One about Celtic and, and, and one about Rangers, if that's all right. Yeah, on you go. Uh, the first point I'd like to make is uh, regarding the last call you had about John McGinn. Um, I'm not entirely sure Celtic felt they could trust Brendan Rodgers by the end uh, with their money. If you have a look at some of the dross that came in, you've got Abu Kuasi, who's probably played three times in, in three years, and there seems to be an awful overload of midfielders at Celtic Park. So I think that's why that decision was based on that. And I felt that if you go into an auction with anybody, then you have to have your level. And your level was what Celtic believed it would be for John McGinn. That's my first point. Well, I I disagree entirely. I don't think it had anything to do with uh, a failure to trust Brendan Rodgers' judgment. Brendan, when he was Celtic's manager, brought in some... uh, Spectacularly unsuccessful players You're absolutely correct However He really wanted John McGinn And I think the majority of the Celtic supporters Could see that John McGinn would be A first class signing Celtic simply messed up the negotiations They simply assumed That John McGinn would Forget about all others And only go to Celtic And that's not how it panned out And he would have been A terrific signing for Celtic and I'm not saying that with the, the benefit of hindsight because of what he achieved with Aston Villa. I said it at the time before he kicked a ball for Aston Villa and it it goes down as a gross error on Celtic's part that John McGinn isn't at Celtic Park. Andy, what was your second point? My second point is uh, I've, I've listened to uh, Stephen Gerrard about Alfredo Morelos um, and, and he really he reminds me of the old guy doing the barras. 
uh, where this is the last one, you better hurry up, you better come and get him. I think Rangers really want Morelos out of that door, and I think the problem they've got is they've got damaged goods, and I don't think that uh, the queue's quite there. And how they expect to get what they describe as massive money for Alfredo Morelos baffles me. When you have a look at Lee Griffiths' record the year before he came, uh, Brendan Rodgers came into Celtic, they probably scored about 10 or 12 goals more than Morelos. Yet they were maybe shouting for 20 million quid for him. I don't think that Stephen Gerrard can be any more honest than he has been with regard to Morelos. He's admitted there's no offer. There has not been an offer since he became the Rangers manager. Uh, and he knows of none in the pipeline. Uh, he does believe that Morelos should go for big money, should someone come in. And he must be entitled to that belief as you are entitled to your belief that he's not worth the money. Uh We'll need to wait and see if someone does come forward And at the moment There is no one on the horizon But I don't think that Stephen Gerrard Has tried to pull the wool over anyone's eyes here He believes in Morelos He doesn't want to have him leave the club If he does not have time to get a suitable replacement in So I think Stephen Gerrard has been 100% truthful All the way down the line And Andy was saying that it sounded like Stephen Gerrard Wanted to get rid of Morelos Steven Gerrard even said himself yesterday That he wants to keep the player He was yeah. just saying If teams do want to come in for Morelos That they better do it quickly But he did say He doesn't want the player to leave Steven Gerrard knows that every club Will adopt the same philosophy Every man at their club Has a price Every club Every man At every club So he knows that There's a price on Morelos's head but he doesn't expect Rangers to give him away And uh, he wants him to be sold At a time when He can get a replacement in Before the competitive stuff starts With regard to domestic football Well thank you to Andy in Stirling He was talking about Alfredo Morelos there He could feature tomorrow As Rangers take on St Joseph's In the Europa League Greg Doherty After the game yesterday Was speaking about the game He said the club won't underestimate St Joseph's In tomorrow's Europa League qualifier They flew over to Gibraltar today For the first competitive match of the season And he's confident they can get the job done Over two legs Yeah absolutely I think so I think pre-season has been really difficult I think it was probably harder than last year which was I didn't think it was possible but we've really really dug in and, and we obviously it's, it's mentally it's tough at times but you do feel a lot stronger for it and yeah we're a fit bunch in there like so it's just getting that match sharpness and I think I think that you've seen in parts today um, it's pretty much almost there obviously Tuesday will be difficult it'll be a completely different atmosphere to obviously the following Thursday but yeah, I think we're itching, I'm obviously itching to be back involved in that next Thursday. I'm looking forward to that. But you need to get Tuesday out of the way first. And then there's even a top-quality team coming next Sunday in Marseille. So that they're good friendlies that we need to perform in. And it's going to be a tough test for us. But if you want to play the best teams in, in Europe, you need to. It's a great game to set us up for that. We knew who the who we, were, we could have potentially been playing. So we were yeah looking at them. I'm sure tomorrow, when um, we're back in, back in tomorrow, we'll, we'll be doing a lot of analyst stuff on them. And you, you never take these games for granted, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just as big as a, a group game. We need, to, we need to get through these hurdles. Um, to, get, to progress in this comp- in the Europa League, you're going to have to go over hurdles like this and play different teams, different environments. But I'm 100% sure we'll be ready for it. Um, and like I say, with over two legs, I'm confident we can get the job done. Rangers can never... Ever take anybody Anywhere For granted After Luxembourg And Pedro Cachinha In the shrubbery Two years ago uh, So They will go there Under Stephen Gerrard Do a professional job As I say I would be astounded 
if Rangers did not come back from Gibraltar with a lead so comfortable it made the tie over and done with in the first place. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a 4.55 kick-off tomorrow. Then it's Sarajevo against Celtic, which is a 6.45 kick-off. Of course, Kilmarnock and Aberdeen also in action later on in the week. Kilmarnock awaited Key Nomads at 7pm on Thursday. Aberdeen taking on Rovaniemi at 7.45 on Thursday as well. Some signing news today as well, Hugh. Juventus goalkeeper Laurentiu Branescu, easy for me to say, he's become Angelo Alessio's first signing as Kilmarnock manager. Well, uh, from the city of Turin to Kilmarnock, it's a fair old leap. Wish him well. Uh, the Italian influence continues to spread at uh, Rugby Park with Massimo Donati in there assisting Angelo Alessio. So, Forza Achille. And also a Dutch winger, Sherwin Seedorf, who is a distant relative of Clarence Seedorf, he's also come in the door at Motherwell. We'll be back tomorrow night. I'll be in the studio with Fraser Wisher. As I said, Rangers kicking off at 4.55. We'll be keeping a keen eye on that game as well as the Celtic game that kicks off at 6.45. Up next, Scalm Galka. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.